How many of you is a sinner? Sure enough, you are, right? You come to Southside, you're going to be told that, aren't you? Well, praise God. You got to know what you are before you can get right. Amen? How many of you know you had to get lost before you got saved? Amen. Thank God He knows how to reveal it. Amen? Show you exactly where you are and who you are, right? That's who He is. That's what He does. And thank God we're still seeing people saved around here. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. I was thinking this morning, you know, one of the most, um, I don't want to say difficult by no means, but one of the, uh, the most interesting times in, uh, is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. You know, we gobble, we wobble, and then we sleep, right? And we go into eternal rest. And, and I think this morning some of y'all got in on a little bit of that. And uh, praise God, maybe it looks like you got your nap in this afternoon. Anybody get a Baptist nap this afternoon? Uh, I pray that you did. <laughs> and uh, you look a little bit more lively tonight, amen? So thank God for that. Listen, I love you. You know I love you. You know I'm just kidding, all right? So anybody not smiling, go ahead and practice that right now, and then we'll move on, all right? So if you would, take your Bibles tonight. No screen tonight. But we're going to John chapter number 2. John chapter number 2, those earlier uh, verses there. And I know some of y'all are licking your lips and chomping a little bit because you know what's in John chapter 2, amen? Praise God, we see... uh, the first miracle of Christ there at Canaan. How about that? Yes, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. I pray God touch your heart. How many of you came in tonight expecting God to give you a word? How many of you came in need of a word? Listen, if you didn't know you needed it, I'm telling you now, you need it, all right? You need it. So go ahead and gear up and see what God wants to do. John chapter 2, we're going to pick up in verse number 6 tonight of John chapter 2. The Word of God says this, and there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus say unto, saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. Y'all do realize that all of this is vitally important, right? Okay? I just want to go ahead and say that so that you'll see it, all right? Because if you don't see it, you're going to miss it, all right? So don't wait till we get there. Verse 6, And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was. But the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doeth set forth good wine. And when men hath, have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. I wonder why. Verse 11, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth His glory. And His disciples believed on Him. Let's dive into this tonight and see what God's got for us in 2020. How many of you know there's a lot of truths for us here today? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, I do thank You, Lord, for this day. God, I thank You for Your day, not our day, but God, Yours. 
God, I thank you for this morning, God. I, God, I thank you for the worship, God, we got to be a part of. God, the word that we got to hear, God, and penetrate our hearts. God, I pray, Lord God, you know what we need tonight. So, God, I just pray you open us up, God. God, I pray you set me aside. God, I go before you tonight realizing that I'm nothing and you are everything. You are God and God alone. Lord, tonight uh, your body doesn't need what I think or what I have to say. But God, we've come to hear what you have to say. And so God, I pray you touch us. I, God, I pray you just breathe on us tonight, God. God, you know what we need tonight. And so God, I pray that you touch us in such a way, God, we can say, we have experienced the Lord. Amen. Touch us tonight, God. Drive a truth down into our hearts, God. God, the truth is, if you tarry, you're coming. We know Monday's coming, God. And we need something that's going to help us on Monday, God. Not a word to tickle our ear on Sunday night, God. So help us tonight and do what only you can do. And God, right now, God, I give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. And God, I do mean praise. Because God, you are worthy to be praised. May you be pleased, God, with everything that is said and everything that is done, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Now you know, I just told you that uh, we find ourselves at the wedding. We find Jesus here at the wedding. We find this wedding feast and we find the, uh, the wine running short. And Well, let me just get into that real quick because I want to make sure that we don't uh, miss this tonight. Uh, so many people miss exactly what's going on in this passage. They miss how special this passage is because they get focused on one word, and tonight that word being wine, all right? Uh, now, you don't have to believe me. We're going we're gonna to hit this, and we're going to move on pretty fast because, again, I don't want it to be in the way. But can I tell you this? The wine uh, that was made here is not the same wine you go down to Publix and pick up. And if you do that, you need to stop doing it. Amen? Well, nobody's with me tonight, all right? But rather, hey, but it's still the truth, amen? That is what it is. We're not going to stop there. We're not going to plug away there. I'm just telling you this. It is not the same. My Jesus did not create something to destroy lives and destroy people and to see millions of people die by the wayside. That's not what my God created, amen? We don't have to believe it, but that don't make it not true. <laughs> it's still true, amen? It's still true. And if you don't believe that, you can come see me later. But we're not going to debate it, right? Here's, here's my thought on it. The Word of God is not debatable, all right? And the Word of God does not contradict itself. Everybody catch that? Let me say it one more time. The Word of God does not contradict itself, okay? We won't see God call it one thing over here and change it over here, all right? He won't say it's good over here and not over here, amen? What God says is what God says. It's still true then. It's still true today, amen? Anybody believe that? Am I by myself tonight? Praise God, we're going together, ain't we? Praise the Lord. But here we find here at the, the wedding party here, and one of the things we ought to understand here is that these wedding parties, they, they wouldn't have just a few people, right? Uh, we're talking about a whole village turning out for these wedding parties. That, and especially in Cana, we can just imagine there might have been hundreds of people there, right? And so, because uh, some people would say, and I want to go ahead and wipe this out too. A lot of people say, man, that's a lot of wine, six, uh, six potfuls of wine. I mean, that seemed like an awful lot of wine he was making for them to drink on. Can I tell you this? There's a lot of people there. I'm going to say it again. That wasn't the same wine either. Amen. He could have made 12. He could have made 24. He could have made 48. Amen. 
It ain't the same. Praise God, it ain't the same. Uh, this is the true wine. This is the true wine that I'm talking about tonight. The true wine. Matter of fact, uh, the governor proclaimed that himself. Huh? Why? Because he said, this is the best stuff. <laughs> this is the best stuff. Huh? I'm going to go ahead and say, how many of you know it's good when God gives it to you? Huh? Hey, how many of you know when he gives it to you, you ain't never tasted nothing like what Jesus gives you? Huh? The miracle he does in your life. I ask you tonight, are you saved? Do you know you're saved? Have you drank from that cup? Amen. Not that cup they wipe off and pass around. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's don't get offended tonight. But that cup, not that cup they pass around and they wipe off. But I'm talking about that eternal cup. Amen. You take a cup of that wine and, uh, boy, that's eternal, is it not? Amen. Thank God for that. Let's look tonight, though, uh, and let's rest a, a, a shore of what Jesus does say, what God does say here. I, first, I want you to notice this, and let me go back to the passage. We are to always be in Scripture, amen? It matters what God has to say. I want to take you back there in verse number 6. And it says, And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three furgots apiece. And Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. Fill the water pots with water. Now, if you get caught up in the wine part of this, you miss everything else. All right? There's a beautiful picture here, and there's a beautiful applicable picture that we need tonight. We need in 2020 for daily living. All right? Uh, you might say, well, what is that, preacher? Well, let's, let's, uh, let's just look at this thing a little bit. First, I want you to notice that Jesus does not do this as a show. When my God provides a miracle, He doesn't do it as a show. Now, I'm telling you this because this will be applicable in our lives. What did I say? See, what Jesus sets the examples for our lives. How many of you know that tonight? He sets the example for our lives. Now, listen, you might say, I'm not a miracle worker. You better believe it. Now, God might do something through you, and praise God if He does, but He is the one who provides the miracle. If there's any miracle working going on, it's because God did it. Amen? I'm talking about to the positive, okay? God did it, not you or I. I want you to notice, though, he does it in private. You say, uh, what do you mean, preacher? Well, the governor never knows where it comes from. You might say, well, it just doesn't indicate that. Yes, it does indicate that. That's important tonight for you and I. And hear me, and I, I pray you understand my heart tonight. As the people of God, we need to be those water pots. Hear me. We need to be those water pots, but we also need to be those servants. And when God allows us to be a part of the filling of them water pots, we don't need to have to tell nobody. We just need to be a part of it. Huh? Now you say, preacher, you already, I mean, you already downing me. I mean, you just already downing it already, preacher. I mean, already. Well, listen, I'm just saying this. If it applies, let's deal with it. Amen? I mean, listen, if we don't talk about it, then there won't be no conviction, right? And I mean, that's not this kind of church, is it? I mean, I, you better believe it's not, okay? All right, listen, he doesn't do it for show. He doesn't put it out there. He doesn't send out announcement. He don't pass out flyers of what he did. But he's quiet about the miracles. Boy, he got to be quiet about what he does in our lives. Amen? Now you might say, what about the proclaiming preacher? Absolutely, we can proclaim. We can give credit to God because He's worthy of it, but it ought not look at us. Amen. 
It ought not look at us. Southside, where am I going with this? Southside, it doesn't. Listen to me. I love our name. I love the fact that we're Southside. I love the fact that we're Baptist. But above all those things, Jesus is the one who's important. You, you see, we get so caught up in these names today. And I'll be honest with you, now there's some cool ones out there. I mean, there's some really cool names out there. Some people has hired marketing agencies, had to, to name the church. All right? They should have just asked the Lord. Maybe they did. We're not judging tonight, all right? But what I'm saying is this. Before people hear the name of this church, they ought to hear who's in charge of this church. Huh? They're to hear about Jesus Christ. He's, you see, if there's anything good that comes out of Southside, it'll be because God did it. It'll be because the miracle Jesus provided. Amen? And it's the same thing for your life and mine. I don't have to run around and say, I did this and I did that. And let me tell you something. Sometimes we get caught up in that. You might say to yourself, preacher, what do you mean? I would say this, examine what you do. We're not going to stay here very long, but I'm just saying examine what you do. I examined some words I said just last week. You want to see how, oh boy, this cuts you deep, don't it? Man, the Word of God hurts sometimes. <laughs> boy, what God does to you hurts. I didn't even mean nothing bad, Brother Jamie. I mean, I was just proclaiming what God did. But you know what I did unconsciously? Well, I was conscious. <laughs> Might have been better if I'd have been unconscious. I wouldn't have felt the conviction, right? Oh, but I was conscious. You know what I did? I inserted my thing. I inserted my name right there in that thing. Now, you hear my heart. It wasn't about me. And I, my, my heart was in the right place. Y'all know that's what everybody says, right? Brother Eddie, you know my heart is in the right place. Huh? Usually that's what they tell you when they don't give you bad news. But, I mean, <laughs> look at, but isn't it so easy? I'm serious about this church. Listen, this is the church tonight. It's so easy to talk about what we do. It's so easy to talk about what we do. Listen to me, those servants, and we're going to get a little bit down the line because we're going to examine the water pot. I hope y'all brought some dinner or at least a snack or a Debbie cake. But we're going to talk about those water pots, then we're going to talk about them servants, and then we're going to talk about the master. You realize you've got to understand all three of those. All three of those tonight. So I, what I'm asking you to do this is examine your heart. Examine where you are with God. This is not about us, folks. This is not about us. You know, and people move around places and they do all these things. Guess what? We're not men followers. Come on, somebody. I know. Come on. We don't follow men. We follow God. Right? Yes. Listen, any of us could be gone tomorrow. I, I, I mean, I told you this morning, I encouraged you up real good. I told you some of you going to get diagnosis of cancer and die in car accidents and all those things. Boy, that's brutal, ain't it? What am I saying? Life is going to happen. Hmm? Life is going to happen. But the ministry and the miracles that God does, they go on. Hear me, they go on, folks. Listen, if God tarries his coming, we're going to be out of here. Because we're going to die. But not really. If you're saved, you're going to live. <laughs> Amen. I just had to add that in. But I mean, look at this, y'all. Look, look, uh, look at what takes place here with this 
miracle. First, look at the water pots. I want you to notice these water pots. What does it say about these water pots? What kind of water pots we got here? They but one thing we know about these water pots. They made out of stone. Boy, that sounds real special, don't it? Can I tell you this? There's no distinction about these water pots on the condition or the look of them because it doesn't matter. Somebody's going to get that in just a minute. Listen, our life ought to reflect these water pots. What do you mean, preacher? They were six water pots. They were six water pots sitting by the way. Huh? Now look, you might say, what does that mean? What does that mean for our lives? Listen, they were available. I'm going to say it real loud again. They were available, folks. And you and I like them water pots. You know what we are to be? We are to be available. Available. Hear me. And realize something about these water pots. Hmm? Jesus didn't, Jesus wasn't looking at the details of these water First, he knew what kind of water pots they were. Amen. Now, our lives, I'm talking about us as a water pot now. Come on. He knew the details of these water pots. Huh? And he used them because they was available. Huh? He used them because they was available. But check this out. It didn't matter if there was a crack in them, which we know there wasn't no crack in them because they held that water, didn't they? Huh? It didn't matter if they was painted on. It didn't matter if they was smudged with, come on now, smudged with dirt and stained up. Huh? Hey, what did he say? Get to water pots. That's what he said. Why? Because they were available. I'm, listen, child of God, I'm telling you this as the body of Christ. Listen, let's not focus on us. Let's give the credit to God. But listen, by all means, let us be available to be used by God. You never know what God will do with somebody that makes themselves available. You say, preacher, you was just talking about this. Maybe you ain't made yourself available yet. If you'd make yourself available, we might be somewhere else in Scripture. Oh, wait a minute now. Come on. Come on. That might hit home with somebody. Watch out. Make ourselves available. See, that don't apply just to a few people, does it? No, that applies to everybody in the house. Listen, Jesus wasn't looking for a particular kind of water pot. He said, get the water pots that are available. Go get the water pots. And, and notice what they do here in... Uh, in verse 6, and there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of purifying of the Jews containing two or three. Look at this, firkins of peace. Listen, man, God can use anything in a water pot. Did you catch that? You might say here tonight, and I've heard it so many times, preacher, the age that I'm getting to, I can't be used by God no more. Lord, I'm going to smack somebody. They say, no, I ain't going to smack my elders. Although at the end of the month, I will be one. But that would make it equal, wouldn't it, there, Brother Clarence? That would make it equal then, wouldn't it? All right. What am, I, what am I saying to you? Listen, you make yourself available, and I don't care if you're 190 years old. God's got something for you. Hey, it doesn't matter. God's got something for you. And you know what that tells me? Listen, he didn't ask. He didn't ask for the past experience of them water pots. Somebody missed that. I said, he didn't ask where them water pots came from. He didn't ask who had them water pots. He said, grab the water pots. Oh, glory to God. It don't matter, does it? It don't matter when God proclaims it and says it, does it? Listen, be the water pot. Be the water pot. Praise God for the water pot. <laughs> 
Oh, my. What a blessing that is. Now, look at this tonight. He says in verse number 7, Jesus saith to them, Fill the water pots with water. Now, I'm going to be honest, but we switch over to the servant here. Now, let's think about this servant a little bit. If that would have been me, can we go there? I think we can go there, can't we? That would have been me, and Jesus told me to go. Now, listen, now, this is the first miracle at Cana, right? Come on. Huh? Let, some of y'all, babes in Christ, you ain't even, well, you think you ain't never you ain't seen God do anything. Come on. Huh? I got to be honest with you. I mean, I've been saved since I was 14 years old. If God, told, God spoke audibly and said, go get this thing and fill it up with water, I might say, what are we going to do with the water? <laughs> huh? I don't think I'm alone tonight. Now, y'all can laugh at me, but I don't think I'm by myself. Huh? Boy, ain't that just like us as a servant of God? Go fill the water pot. Well, what are we going to do with the water? I mean, really, I mean, we had wine here tonight. What are we going to go get water for? Boy, who in the world wants to switch from wine to water? Come on. Come on, as servants in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what we need to quit doing? <laughs> we need to be like these old servants right here. What did they do? Huh? What did they do? They went and filled them up, did they not? Hey, listen, there wasn't no question of obedience. And notice how this is written. Y'all do it. Y'all know it matters how stuff is written in the Bible, right? It, it matters how the whole Bible is written. Notice what it said here. Jesus saith unto them, comma, fill the water pots with water, period. I'm going to say it again. Fill the water pots with water, period. Huh? He didn't ask, did he? Huh? He commanded. He commanded. Can I tell you tonight, listen to me. You want the blessing of God, you got to answer the command of God. Huh? Listen, there's so many people. Hear me now. There are so many people, they're waiting on the blessings of God, but yet God is still waiting on them to answer the command. How in the world can we expect God to bless us if we're not going to do what He's commanded us to do? But can I tell you with all assurance tonight, when we give up and give in, guess what? And we give it to God and we obey Him in obedience, the blessing is on the way. It's automatic, folks. Why? Because with the command comes the blessing. You say, preacher, what about this and what about... You show me a place in the Bible where God did a command and then guess what? There wasn't no blessing. Come on. Everywhere there's a command, there's a blessing. That's the way it works, folks. Listen to me. If we want to get on God's page, that's the way we got to understand it. You say, preacher, I don't like it that way. I don't want to, hey, I don't want to do what God... Listen to me. <laughs> God's not asking for opinions. Huh? They could have drank some water, probably even some nasty water. Come on. <laughs> I'm talking about some bad water. It could have been some bad water, y'all, if they had decided to be disobedient. With every command comes blessing. Now listen to me tonight. There's going to be time and opportunity in your life where you've got the opportunity. How many of you know God will put it before you 
putting it before some of you right now, He's going to give you the opportunity to be obedient, and it's going to be up to you. But if you're not going to be obedient, do not expect the blessing. That's about as simple as I can get it. Ain't that some good prosperity preaching right there? (laughs) Be obedient if you want to experience the blessing of God. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Look next, uh, what we see here, Jesus saying to them, fill the water pots with water, period. And they filled them up to the brim. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd get you excited right there if you're saved and you know what's going on, huh? Fill the water pots to the brim. That's what they did. They filled them up to the brim. What do we got a picture of with the servant here? Hey, can I tell you, child of God, how many times do we settle with a half-filled pot? Whoa. Huh? We settle with a half. How many times? Listen, God tell you to go do something. You get that pot out. And you think about how heavy that, oh goodness. You get to thinking, y'all with me? You get to thinking about how heavy that pot's going to be. You start thinking, oh, I don't know if I can pick it up if I put that much water in it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the things God tells you to do, huh? You start contemplating, I don't know if I can pick it up. I don't know if I can carry it back. And hey, it's just water anyway. What are we going to do with water? Who wants to drink water, right? But how many times we'll do this? We'll contemplate all this in our mind when God's got it all under control. Hey, how many times did he ask them servants to stop and think about that thing? You know why? Because he didn't need them thinking about it. (laughs) Boy, ain't that a concept. He didn't need them worried about them pots, did he? What did he need them to do to be obedient? But I can tell you, listen to me, and you say a good servant. That's right, I'm using the words good servant right here. Because whether you like it or not, if you're truly saved. Now the problem is a lot of people ain't saved. So we got to preface this, okay? Maybe here tonight, I'm sure, crowd this large, I'm sure somebody's lost. So hear me tonight, because you can't, listen, you ain't going to never experience no feeling at all until you're saved. Okay? You sure ain't going to experience the goodness of God. And when you die, and you will die, or you'll live through the tribulation, either one going to be bad. All right? (laughs) When you die lost, you die lost. Hell's for real, folks. Huh? What am I telling you tonight? Listen, you ain't got to go that way. Huh? You ain't got to go that way. Boy, you can get a drink of the true wine. But look at this, filled to the brim. This is what a good servant would do. And if you're saved and surrendered to God, you won't have to ask to be a good servant. Because God ain't never asked nobody to be a good servant. He tells them to. See, we got to start right there. And that's fighting words today. Hear me, that's fighting words today. People don't want to be told what to do. Can I tell you, I ain't never told nobody what to do. That's a big mistake. We let God tell me what to do. Amen? Why? Because I need Him to tell me what to do. But a good servant, a good servant, won't fill a pot half full. Hear me? A good servant won't stop at three quarters. I don't even believe a good servant will stop at what we consider today to be full. Huh? Because we, we got this set in our minds, don't we? But a good servant's going to fill it up to the brim. 
to the brim. Why, why would you say that? Because I believe with all of my heart, hear me tonight, a good servant wants to see God do everything with everything that they've brought to him. Huh? Did you catch that? A good servant. I'm talking about to the children of God tonight. A good servant wants to fill it to the brim because they want to see everything God can do with everything they brought to him. I'm talking about obedience, folks. I'm not talking about us going on our own and doing something. I'm not talking about the works of Cain. I'm talking about obedience to what God told us to do. Sister Brenda, I'm sorry I spit on you. Being obedient. Being obedient. Can I ask you this? Why can't we just be obedient? I tell you what we need in a, what we need. I say in this country, what we need in the church around this world is a good servant heart. Huh? A good servant heart. And you say, preacher, I didn't come Sunday night to hear I need to be a better servant. Well, guess what? You need to be a better servant. I mean, it's just and what I say to you, I say to me. Amen. Are we not living in this world together? Serving Jesus together, you better believe it. Listen, I listen. I do not want to live in the half-filled pot area. Is anybody with me? I don't want to live in the three-quarter. I want to live where it's to the brim, folks. That's where I want to be. Why? Because I want to see God do all He can with everything He's given us to do it with. Everything He's called us to. You think about that. Oh, how great it is to be a water pot for God. How great it is to be a servant for God. Hey, to think that everything God's done for us, He even allowed, listen, that He would even save you. That He would make a way for you to be saved. When you think about His darling Son, I've told you before, there ain't no way in this world as much as I love you, I could ask Ben right now, put him up on the cross and kill him. No way I could do it for you, and I love you. You hear me, I love you. But that's what God did for you. That's how much God loves you. That's how much He cares about a relationship with you. But, but listen, to think that it doesn't just stop there. You know, that's good. Salvation is wonderful. It's great. But to think that He calls us to service, to serve Him, folks. What a blessing that is. I tell you this, I believe for too long we've taken it for granted. Okay, I got three people with me, all right? I think if we're honest, it's true. Amen. Amen. And that's nowhere on here. God just gave that to somebody, all right? Here we go, all right? Look here in what the passage says. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. And they bear it. Can I tell you that miracle was done as they dipped that thing down in there? Hmm? It was already turned to wine. Folks, God does not have to use us, but he wants to. We don't, he doesn't have to make us a part of his plan, but he wants to. And tonight, whether you believe that, it doesn't make it less true if you don't. He does. He wants to use you. Sometimes, listen, you're going to be the water pot, and sometimes you're going to be the servant. 
Amen. I think there's a lot to do with both tonight. You know, we talk about uh, everything that we've been through this year. We think about, and I'm really, to be honest with you, I'm sick of thinking about everything I've been through this year. I'll be glad when this year gets over and I ain't got to think about what I've been through. Because I've been whining about it since it started. <laughs> y'all laughing at me. I know y'all right there with me now. Say we're laughing together. Amen. <laughs> we can laugh together. Notice this. Before blessing, Jesus gives the command. That's number one. Number two. Jesus is the one who gives us clear instruction. Tonight we see that water pot. And listen, tonight, I don't really care where you've been or what you've done. I hope you really grab the concept of these water pots. Because the truth, it doesn't matter. You say, preacher, I was on a, I, I was on a two-night drunk last night. You know, I started Friday night and went on into Saturday. I don't care. Not that I don't care about your life, but I know my God can change that. Huh? You say, preacher, you don't know the sins that I've committed. I've had, I've had so many people tell me, I don't know why God would forgive me the things that I've done. I laugh at that. Because last time I checked, sin is sin. I'm serious tonight. Last time I checked, sin is sin. God wants to save every sinner. It don't matter. Listen, is His grace not enough? You better believe it's enough. His grace abounds. So you tell me, listen, and don't tell me your sin, all right? This ain't no confessional. You tell it to God. Why? Because He's the one at the right hand of the Father, Jesus Christ. Listen, people, God look down and see you. People say what they want to. But a saved, born-again child of God, they see the blood of Jesus Christ covering them. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what people say about you. Hmm? I've had people agree that other people couldn't get saved because they was too bad of a sinner. Come on now. Don't matter what people say about you. No, listen, people can keep all the tabs and stories they want to. You follow me home, go through all my stuff. You find a sin, praise God. God is your judge, child. God is your judge. We out there trying to sin? We ought not be. But you're going to. But you're going to. Listen. Notice this. Jesus gives the clear instruction. There's no servant who jumped in and gave the instruction. We need to know this tonight because listen. When God speaks, that's when we act. You say, what do you mean, preacher? There's a lot of people doing things that God ain't said do. I'm going to say it again. There's a lot of people doing things that God ain't said do. You know how many people are serving man today? I just said we don't serve man, but can I tell you, a lot of it's going on. A lot of it's going on. We better be careful that we're not legalistic. I'm going to say that. <laughs> now somebody goes sideways after service. Amen. <laughs> we better be Lord-driven. God's will driven. Why? Because it's the only thing that matters. Clear instruction is given. If anybody would have stepped in and changed it, or anybody would have said anything different, guess what? They'd have stopped it right there. It's Jesus who spoke with clear instruction. Notice. That's what we notice with the Master. 
You see, tonight, it didn't matter what people at the party had to say. It didn't matter what people, didn't matter what the servants had to say. It only mattered what God had to say. I want to ask you something tonight. When you truly look at the water pot and you truly look at the servant, Are you truly listening to the master? You know, the trust of the miracle wasn't, wasn't in the water. The trust of the miracle wasn't in the pot. Wasn't in the servant. It was in the miracle worker, Jesus Christ himself. Slowing down to tell you this tonight, we better have our eyes on the Lord Jesus. Boy, we better have our eyes on the Lord Jesus. Folks, it's going to be Him that gets it done. It's going to be Him that deserves all the credit. Think about this tonight. It, 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 it could have been a broken pile of pots. It could have been servants that were wheeled around because they didn't have any legs. But if God said to make it happen, guess what? He would have enabled everything for it to happen. That's who He is, folks. I want to ask you this tonight. Who, who is it that, uh, who is it that boy, put clay on the blind, man, blind man's eyes tonight? Think about this. And told him to go down there and bathe and wash. Who was that? Jesus. Huh? That was Jesus. Who, who was it that uh, called Lazarus from the grave? Uh, that's Jesus. <laughs> that was Jesus, folks. You see, I, we need so badly in this day to realize who Jesus is. We need to realize that the power, and listen to me, we need resurrection power today. We need resurrection power today. Not that it's not available, but we got to be plugged into it. But we got to realize who's in control of that. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And church, if God is to use us, not only here in this body, which is a beautiful body. Listen to me, I love you. And I thank God for you. But not only in this body, but in your own home. Because you do understand, if it's not personal revival, it can never be church revival. And until there is revival, folks, there's not going to be another movement. We think so many times we can call the world in and we're going to call it revival. I hear it all the time. That's not revival. You've got to be saved to experience revival. Why? Because you need reviving. Huh? Hear me tonight. It, it, the, our, our, our faith and our, our trust is not going to get it in those things. We've got to have personal revival. We've got to personally be trusting God to do the work. You see, I believe with all of my heart these servants were trusting Jesus. 
to do what he said he would do. And he did it. And whatever you're facing in your life, and we're all facing something. Well, we could make a laundry list tonight, could we not? I could have made one just today. I'm the, I, and I love a pity party. Amen. You heard my list? No. I, it's the truth. It is the truth, is it not? When all God's looking for us to do is to trust Him. To trust Him. So what do we see in these three? We see a water pot that's available. And I want to ask you point blank tonight. Are you available? Be careful how you answer that question. <laughs> Don't get to nodding too fast. You might realize the water pot's too heavy. Let's examine. Are you like that water pot and available? You see, tonight, that's a question that only you can answer with the Lord. Are you honestly available? Are you like the servant tonight who won't question God, but will do what God has commanded? Did you catch that tonight? Are you like the servant who without question or wonder will trust God and be obedient. Following the command and receive the blessing. Huh? And here's the third question tonight. Are you going to listen to the master? Because there's a lot of talking heads today. And there's a lot of people telling you what you ought to do and what they think you ought to do. We could sit here all night and talk about that. But the truth is, it'd be a waste of our time. Why is that, preacher? Because there's only one opinion that matters, and that's God's. And it ain't, a com- it ain't an opinion, it's a commandment. Amen? And so the question is, are we listening to His voice? Are we following His command? But I can tell you this, first, you've got to be available. Are you available? Are you listening? Are you willing to be obedient? Only you can answer that tonight. I want to ask you this with heads bowed and eyes closed. Tonight this altar is open and I'll be honest with you. Boy, if ever there's a time we need to just use this thing. Now, I don't say that irreverently. I thank God we got one. I thank God we've got one. But I ask you this, are you available For some of you tonight, it's time tonight that you're to make up your mind. God, I am available for what you want me to do. God, I'm all in. Some of you tonight, be that servant. God, not only am I all in, but God, I'm going to do exactly what you tell me to. Boy, I tell you what, a child of God ready to be obedient to God. Guess what? Following the command, guess what? You see the true wine every time. The blessing of God. Oh, God is stirring in our hearts. I tell you, there's plenty of room for you tonight. Is God calling you? Hey, this is our divine time to do business with Him. God, I pray you take this time, God, and you do, God, what, it, what you will, Lord God. Move us out of the way. 
God, touch us tonight. Lord, we need you, God. God, we need you tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.